0: fishing for a show aimed at the outdoor enthusiast tune in to bass pro shops outdoor world saturday at 10 a.m and 5 p.m eastern on rural radio sirius xm channel 147 and on the sirius xm app
1: Welcome into to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World, brought to you by Bass Pro Shops. If you love fishing, hunting, and the great outdoors and want to make it even better, you're in the right place. With host Rob Keck, your adventure starts right here.
0: Good morning and welcome and thanks for tuning into Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World brought to you by Bass Pro Shops where truly your adventure starts right here. I'm Rob Keck, your host. Well, this week we're talking about access, places to hunt and fish, as well as an announcement of new opportunities for fishermen and hunters on public lands. Additionally, we're going to find out what host of Growing Deer TV, Dr. Grant Woods is doing during this time of social distancing along with some other outdoor suggestions that just might work for you. And our third guest, well, he's been with us before. He's the Senior Director of Conservation at Bass Pro Shops, my good friend Bob Zemer, and he's going to share what Bass Pro Shops, the conservation team, is doing to keep open public access to our woods and waters. Before we meet today's guests, I want to say that uh, there's no better way to self-isolate away from the coronavirus than to pitch a spinnerbait along the willows of your favorite bass pond, or or maybe watch your child's bobber go under the tug of a, a double hand-sized bluegill or brim, and for me, over the last few weeks, it's been a thrill right here at home to see each of my grandkids flinch at the excitement of a of a point-blank gobble of an old longbeard, and then tell about the hunt social distance around the fire pit that evening well folks this is a time for those of us who cherish the great outdoors to make memories with our immediate family and if there's a silver lining to be found in this crisis it will be that families will find the love for one another more than ever before and become closer knit as a family unit and we know our country needs strong families families that play together work together and share a strong bond a stronger bond than ever before. We continue to lift up in prayer our health care professionals who are on the front lines of this pandemic. And we pray for our first responders, our firefighters, law enforcement, National Guard who are on the front lines as well, keeping us safe. Well, as you know, each state has their own unique restrictions. And it relates uh, to outdoor recreational activities. And, you know, for example, Florida has travel restrictions coming into the state from the north while hunting and fishing still permitted. Boating access has some limitations as well as some management areas. But states like Ohio, Idaho, Nebraska have now closed the sale of non-resident turkey hunting permits and licenses limiting turkey hunting to residents only in those states. And states like Illinois have closed wildlife management areas, so check closely on these interim regulations. But as Secretary of Agriculture Sonny Perdue has recently told me, there's no better way to practice social distancing than to go turkey hunting. And I'll be honest with you, I've been taking his advice. So, if you're looking for that turkey hunting or bass fishing gear, that piece that you need, that new boat, kayak, tracker off-road, And more, you're going to find the latest at the very best prices for all your activities around the home, outdoors. And many of our stores are open and some offer curbside pickup, but you can always shop online or select from our spring catalogs. Check us out online at BassPro.com and Cabela's.com. On this week's show, we're talking with an icon of the whitetail world and this renowned whitetail authority is a native of the Ozark Mountains in southwestern Missouri. His passion for deer and deer hunting led him to a PhD in deer behavior and management. And during this past quarter century plus, he's been a wildlife biologist that has worked with deer from Canada to New Zealand. And he's the host of the wildly popular weekly show about deer hunting and management at Growing Deer TV. He's been recognized with the Owl Brothers Professional Deer Manager of the Year, the Joe Hamilton Lifetime Achievement Award, and was selected by Outdoor Life as one of 25 people who changed the face of hunting and fishing. I want you to welcome my fellow member of the Bass Pro Shops Redhead Pro Hunting Team, my good friend, Dr. Grant Woods. Grant, welcome back to Outdoor World.
2: Rob, thanks for having me.
0: Man, I'll tell you what, we're living in some unusual times, and I just want to thank you for making time from your schedule to be with us today, and and I hope that you and your family are healthy, and I've got to ask, has the COVID-19 found its way into the rural remote areas of the Ozarks where you live?
2: Unfortunately, it has. There's been a few people impacted in our local community, Branson, Missouri, but I'm blessed. My family's home, of course, kids home from college, and we're able to be here on the ranch and do our normal activities and, and slow down and enjoy each other a little bit.
0: Yeah. Well, I think this is a time for families to, to get together and, and to share. And, you know, with the travel restrictions, the shelter-in requests of governors presently, what's Grant Woods doing? What are you doing there at the ranch?
2: You know, I do travel a lot, and I was glad to stay home, actually. This morning, I had that tough task of getting up early and going and listening for turkeys. I'll be taking my daughter's turkey hunting soon, or, you know, at this age, I guess they may be taking me hunting. I'm not sure, <laughs> uh, and we're just getting ready to start planting food plots. We can continue because we're outside with most of our work, doing most of our normal activities. In fact, we, Rob, we hope to do a prescribed fire later this week, and you know mm. that there's not much more of an attraction to turkeys than a fresh burned area. They get in there oh my with gosh. that leaf cover removed and find bugs really easy. So, you know, that's kind of a, a a nice way to attract turkeys and improve the habitat at the same time.
0: Yeah, for sure. And when that first spring rain comes and that first little green stuff starts to pop up, turkeys, quail, deer, I mean, they just you can't get them out of there and it is one of the best management tools as you well well know and you know, your daily routine, has it changed much now that you're home from what you would typically do?
2: You know, some of our uh, staff is, is working at home wisely, so I spend a little more time looking at a computer and communicating. Mm. Uh, but overall, you know, no, there's still tractors to ride and, you know, chainsaws to run, and I love that outside activity, so. You know, it's just uh, really, for me, a great time to focus on projects here at home versus off traveling and working somewhere else.
0: Yeah. Well, any suggestions here, just very quickly before we take this uh, first break, that you might give to our listeners on what they could be doing with this newfound time around home, whether it's doing it individually or or with their family. Any
2: thoughts? Man, I've had some, some great friends that are sending me pictures or tying flies or planting their first garden or making a bigger garden i think you know the, as you and i know rob the outdoors is always great therapy and at this season on the planet it's probably the best therapy yep well we're making garden as well
0: well look we got lots to talk about we're going to move on to our first break we return going to continue our conversation with grant this and a whole lot more coming right up and i'm rob keck your host right here on bass pro shops outdoor world <laughs>
1: We are the young minds that will shape tomorrow's world. But today, the world is in your hands. What's your vision for the future? Since 1937, Ducks Unlimited has been the world leader in wetlands and waterfowl conservation. And we've had the same vision for the future for more than 75 years. A future with clean water, abundant wildlife, plenty of places to enjoy nature, and wetlands, sufficient to fill the skies with waterfowl today tomorrow and forever sure there's still a whole lot of work to be done but we know we can turn things around together because we are the next generation of du conservationists and with a little help from you our future is looking really bright ducks unlimited working for conservation for generations to come a public service from ducks unlimited back to Bass pro shops outdoor world on Rural Radio, Sirius XM. And
0: welcome back to Bass Pro Shop's Outdoor World. And if you've
1: just tuned in,
0: we're visiting with the host of Growing Deer TV, my fellow redhead pro hunter, good friend Dr. Grant Woods. Grant, I think it was a year or two ago that you well, then your 19-year-old daughter Raleigh donated one of her kidneys to you. And what was the experience like with you and your daughter, you know, before that transplant and after, what was that like?
2: Mm. Well, you know, Rob, I'm blessed with a close family and, and Raleigh and I and all my family were close before. And as I learned that I was failing, uh, literally in a, in a lethal way and needed a transplant, my wife was not a match. and And Raleigh just said, Dad, I want to be tested. And of course, I said no at first, like most parents would. And the doctor explained that, my daughter, my mom and my sister have both been kidney donors and my daughter's raised with them. So she knows that donors have a really, really like 99.5% high survival rate and said, Grant, your your daughter's a smart girl. She knows this and she'll feel really guilty if you don't let her save your life. And you just think about your child saving your life. It should always wow. be the other way, the parent helping the yeah. child. Oh my gosh. So we went through there, the surgery just Literally prayed up and a lot of, lot of people across America praying for us. And it went so smooth, Rob. We, two hours later, were both in our rooms. And that evening, about nine o'clock, we had surgery about noon. And I heard a cling, 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 common in the hospital. And I looked up, had a couple of buddies in there telling tear stories to me. And <laughs> Raleigh had pulled her IV pole, walked down the hallway to come check on me. Wow. One of the most precious memories of my life to see oh my, my daughter so healthy seven hours after surgery. Okay. Uh, we both recovered in record time and returned to life. I've been so blessed, Rod. And I want to share this with all your listeners because many of them have followed us. Uh, I, I'm an old guy now, but when I was in college, a junior in college, I applied for a job out west, summer job working with mule deer. And it was the first time I was raised in a rural area, I'd ever had a complete physical and of course had to urinate in a cup. And that was the first time I was detected with any kidney problem. Well, in January this year, I, I do quarterly blood tests now, and my kidney function right now is better as a 58-year-old man than when I was a junior in college. That's how successful this transplant has been. All oh, wow. just God has blessed Raleigh Now, She's doing great because she's with me. Got a to yard today and been helping her mom garden and getting ready to go hunting and. We just have, I can't stress enough how thankful we are for the prayers about outdoors men and women throughout America, how blessed we are.
0: Oh, my gosh. What a great story. And, you know, God is good. And, uh, wow, it is. And it's great to hear that uh, to this day you're doing well. And that report, uh, your kidney function, wow. Well, you know, it's turkey season over much of the country coming in real soon. I think youth uh, weekend just last week. In Missouri, but you know, in many other states are going to be opening over the next several weeks. I know in the, you've shared with me in the past that some of your favorite hunting moments have been watching your daughters take their first turkey or deer. And so I want to ask the listeners out there that, that maybe haven't done this before. What is your advice to give to dads or moms who are taking their sons or daughters out hunting for the very first time? What would you tell them?
2: You know what? I- I guess it's kind of the same advice my father taught me about anything like this and it's of course covered in love and i don't mean that just gushingly i mean literally and and love requires lots of patience and, and, and then patience and i'll share with you my daughter's first hunt uh, my raleigh my kidney donor my oldest daughter uh boy she was a young girl and i had a little single barrel 410 and i you know daddy just <laughs> boy i wanted to get her a turkey so bad and and it was later in the day we just couldn't get on one finally i heard one in a, in a bottom food plot we hustled over there and boy thinking back i probably about pulled that girl's arm off getting her over there you know and we got set <laughs> up under a cedar tree I the boy this is a great setup there's just enough little rise in the field that he's not going to see us fidgeting till he's about in range and anyway boy i cut and he gobbled and you know you know the excitement rob so well and why I cut hard two or three times thinking I got to get this over because Raleigh's not going to be that patient as a five-year-old. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden I just saw that head come running in. I said, get ready, Raleigh, get ready. And, and he ran in there too close, you know, about six, seven yards and then finally <laughs> held up. And I, I whispered shoot and she shot, of course, that 410 plan had a pattern about the size of a fat pencil at that range. And, uh-huh. and she missed and it flew over the mountain. And you know, that heart sinking feeling, we've all had mm. it. Oh, yeah. But in the eyes of a child, Raleigh said, dad, wasn't that fun? <laughs> and I was blessed enough to roll with that and say, boy, that was fun. Let's go find another one. And, you know, instead yep. of me saying, Raleigh, you weren't on it or, you know, anything yeah, like that, yeah. we just loved it and rolled with it. And she still loves to hunt the day. Yep. And I think that patience is, you know, and love and just keeping it fun. Whatever you're doing, keeping it fun is so important to, to cultivating that hunting tradition. We well, you know that three letter word fun is so important in so many
0: things that we do. And, uh, you know, when you're looking at a young person, but you know, I found even with older folks, make that experience fun because they want to come back and do it again. And, uh, you know, I took a gal out uh, just a week ago here for the opening of the South Carolina season in the Piedmont and she missed. And she's very competitive. She was a college basketball player and she doesn't like to get beaten by anything. <laughs> and she said, I, I'm, look, this, this, I never saw a Turk. She said puffed up like that. He strutted right into the decoys and she shot over top of him. She said, I want to go again. You got to show me how to, and so we practiced that afternoon and she had. you know patterned her shotgun but uh uh the excitement she just didn't bury her cheek into that into oh sure uh, sure. and uh and missed and so the next morning we went out and she got it done and she said rob keck this is the greatest i've never had so much fun uh and uh, you got to teach me how to call and so anyway lots of fun can come out of that and we've got to make it fun wherever we are we're just about out of time on this this segment uh You know, during this time of families isolating and being together, uh, some maybe like never before, very quickly and here just in 45 seconds, what would your hope be that would come out of this closeness that has been caused by this coronavirus?
2: Yeah, Rob, I think our hearts are the same. Boy, if people would just overlook a few warts, as my good friend calls them, you know, maybe some differences and pour in each other. Love is tough. You know, we're a little mushy here. Love is tough because you got to overlook stuff. You may have differences. And, you know, uh, with my family, we just really try hard to overlook and get outside and have some fun and be patient, folks. When you're pushed up together, it requires a little patience
0: yep it does well look that's going to take us to our next break we return going to continue our discussion here with grant this and a whole lot more coming right up and i'm rob keck your host here on bass pro shops outdoor world thanks for joining us and we will be right back I'm Larry Weisson, life member of the Dallas Safari Club, and I'd like to invite you to become a member of the world's finest outdoor conservation organization, whose mission revolves around wildlife conservation, education, and hunter advocacy. DSC is a worldwide organization comprised of like-minded outdoor people who have granted more than $4 million in the last two years in support of projects involved in the scientific-based management of wildlife and habitat. To learn more and become a member, please go to biggame.org.
1: Hey everybody, I'm Easton Corbin and I grew up in the smallest county in the state of Florida and that's a long ways from Nashville, let alone elk country. But I've been hunting all my life and I've always dreamed of chasing elk. When I came out west and heard my first bugle, I was hooked. I just had to roll. with it. Now I want to make sure that dream will be here for tomorrow's hunters. If you feel the same way, make a difference and join the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation by going to www.rmef.org. Back to Bass Pro Shop's Outdoor World on Rural Radio Sirius XM. And welcome back to Bass Pro Shop's
0: Outdoor World. Thanks for joining us. If you've just tuned in, we're talking with the host of Growing Deer TV, Redhead Pro Hunter, my good friend, Dr. Grant Woods. Grant, you are the magna cum laude food plot expert of the world. And, uh, you know, for many food plotters, the only plot that they're thinking about right now is the one that they're hunting turkeys over. But there is a lot more that can be done. Let's talk about clover for a minute. You know, there's some turkey hunters. Mm-hmm. That, in fact, this morning I was uh, uh, sitting over a clover plot and watched a number of hens come in there. And uh, give us some thoughts on how to best maintain that clover. You know, once it's up and uh, maybe to so it will persist from year to year, so that uh, you, know, you can come back next spring to hunt over it. I know there's some things you can do to enhance that growth.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And again, Rob, if you want a turkey hunt over a clover field, it's probably best to establish it the previous fall. If you plant clover early in the spring, maybe frost seeded, it's not going to be big enough to really be an attraction for turkey or other critters right now during turkey season. Uh, So I have clover here at the proven Grounds where I live that we're going to be hunting some turkeys over. You can bet on that. And I established it last fall or some of them a couple of years ago. And it's important to keep weeds out of clover also. Some people use mowing. And if broad leaves are the weed that you're having a problem with, mowing probably works pretty good. If you're getting grasses, well, a lot of grasses are like the grass in your yard. You mow it, and it just comes back. So you may have to use some herbicide to control that. Uh, I like to just have a really healthy stand of clover. And if it's really healthy, sometimes it will out-compete the weeds. And and so clover needs a lot of phosphorus and potassium, and a good pH, somewhere between 6 and 7 will almost always work. But some people add a little too much nitrogen to clover, and that ni- clover, clover is, of course, a legume and makes nitrogen. And so when it's when you add more nitrogen, that feeds weeds. If you let the clover just make its own nitrogen, you're kind of starve the weeds of nitrogen, and, and they won't be as prevalent. So yeah. uh, probably the most common mistake I see for clover managers is guys and gals buying triple 17 or a balanced fertilizer that also includes a lot of nitrogen, and they're just really making the weed problem worse.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, look, we're just about out of time, but I'd like you to share a final thought. Here in this time of uh, uncharted waters uh, uh, for our country and certainly in the outdoors, what would you like to share?
2: Yeah, you know, our country needs to stay strong, just really believe and support our leaders. Let's stop, I'm just going to be candid, let's stop all this arguing and work together. No matter what side of the aisle or what side of the river you live on, just stop arguing. And let's don't forget, at least from my personal beliefs, that I have a lot of peace through this season. I, I have prayed and I believe God's given me this peace. No, no matter what your beliefs are, take some time to be quiet. Seek just some peace and understanding. And folks, we will come through this stronger than ever. We work out, actually break down our muscles a little bit so to be stronger. And, and so this stressful period in our nation, if we handle it appropriately, we'll come out stronger, healthier, and happier on the other side. Well said. Grant, thanks so much. Thanks so much for your
0: time, your intuition, the sharing that you give to us, and uh, the expertise, your example. Be safe. Be healthy. Good goblin. Enjoy those daughters. Folks, we return. Good to meeting up with Bass Pro Shops Director of Conservation, Bob Zemer. This and a whole lot more coming up. And I'm Rob Kack, and you're listening to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World. And we will be right back.
1: Sirius XM's Rural Radio is your guide to the agricultural markets
2: where expert analysts and traders join our discussion live. Your information. Open up the farm. And the challenges we face, you can learn how to do it for yourself. Rural Radio,
0: your gateway to the rural lifestyle. The latest information about hunting, fishing, and more.
3: Rural Radio is the leader in Western sports. We talk about the latest in Western sports. Professional rodeo. bull riding.
2: Sirius XM's
0: Rural Radio.
2: 147. Or listen on your phone when you get out of your car with the Sirius XM app. In 1912, Theodore Roosevelt said,
0: There can be no greater issue than that of conservation in this country. More than a century later, his statement has never been more meaningful. The Theodore Roosevelt Conservation Partnership promotes Roosevelt's commitment to the sporting life by guaranteeing that all Americans have
2: quality places to hunt and fish. Visit trcp.org to
1: learn more and take action. Back to Bass Pro Shop's Outdoor World on Rural Radio Sirius XM. And welcome back to our second half hour of Bass Pro Shop's
0: Outdoor World. And we are privileged today to have with us the former director of the Missouri Department of Conservation, a career conservationist, and now the Bass Pro Shop Senior Director of Conservation, my good friend, Bob Zemer. Bob,
3: welcome back. Rob, always a pleasure, and it's a special time of year as things just wake up in the springtime here in Missouri.
0: Well, it is, and it's one that, uh, both you and I have shared pictures and stories and, uh, you know, mother nature coming alive. And, you know, as we both know, there's no doubt that our country is navigating in some uncharted waters. And, uh, you know, it's certainly true for hunters and anglers, hikers, boaters, and, and, and those that just love the outdoors. And I want you to share with our listeners about the huge effort that has, and continues
3: to take place in keeping our public lands and waterways open. You know, Rob, and of course working for Bass Pro Shops, conservation is just core to the company. So, as we headed through mid-March, we became aware that state and federal land managers were needing to take steps associated with COVID-19. Some of those land managers, as they work to close buildings or modified programming, We're taking steps also to close down day use activities, whether it's boat ramps, fishing accesses, large wildlife management areas. And that more than got our attention, that raised concerns because, as you know, those areas provide so many benefits, especially during a time, a stressful time period that we're in right now, just for folks to get out and get a field. Yeah. Well, why don't
0: you share with our listeners about what Bass Pro Shops, Cabela's, uh, our commitment has been to keep those lands and waters open. Some of the some of the things that uh, that uh, you and
3: I and our and our whole team have been working on. If you would please share that as well. You know what? Again, working under Johnny's leadership, we reached right out with the top leaders. Uh, federal managers as well as state. When I say federal managers, we worked, and I give a a big shout-out to Department of Interior, Secretary David Bernhardt, uh, Secretary of Agriculture, Sonny Perdue, as both of those individuals supervise lots of federal property, from the U.S. Forest Service, U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, National Park Service. We worked with those individuals to make sure that the issue was on their radar screen. Uh, we also worked with state directors across the country, really delivering a, a, a pretty simple message, and that was during these times, it's important that everybody communicate with leaders to ensure they understand that maintaining access to public lands and waters, such as boat ramps and hiking trails and other areas, while also following the advice of public health officials, is so critical. We also engaged our conservation partners and their numerous whether it was ducks unlimited national wild turkey federation rocky mountain elk boone and crockett and the list goes on and really what we've seen is an amazing uh, progress in the last couple weeks progress being recognition by state governors as they issue executive orders uh, that outdoor recreation is key and getting out and hunting and fishing while social distancing is really beneficial for individuals important for their states, and really saying, do it. We just need to be aware as we go afield that we keep that social distance.
0: Yeah. Well, certainly you're, you're touching on this this next area, on the effectiveness of those efforts. And uh, I know recently the uh, Congressional Sportsman's Foundation released a letter to the governors it was supported by uh, the american wildlife conservation partners over 50 of our conservation groups in this country and share a little bit about what uh, was in that letter that went to those governors if you could
3: you know and you're right those partners reaching out uh, they've made a great impact congressional sportsman's foundation letter was just again emphasizing the importance of the outdoors. How, in fact, uh, recreating on this public land could help us through this time by really allowing families to reconnect, allowing families to get what uh, many families uh, see as an important protein source, whether that's through hunting or angling, and really just... Both on the mental front as well as the health front, being able to get out on the landscape. Their letter to the governors uh, again—they've they've mailed more than than one letter at this point in time. They reached over two thousand elected officials, and it's making a difference. The recent challenge, as we continue to work with uh, federal leaders, state leaders, is making sure that citizens actually social distance when they get to a location. And I, I point to a state like Florida that working with their state director, he's reiterated the challenge. During this time period, a lot of folks are are off work. They love the out-of-doors. They're really going to public areas, sometimes in large numbers. The need for them to, as best they can, recreate locally. If they get to an area, they see there's a number of folks there, uh, maybe go to a different area for that day. Also, while you're there, make sure to social distance. We have leaders right now. I want to give them accolades. They're working really hard to keep these public places open. We need anglers, uh, hunters, and other users of public land to help them. And if we social distance, uh, we're going to be able to keep these places open. And, of course, time afield, as we've discussed, Rob, just creates so many treasured memories uh, that we can carry into the future.
0: Well, you know, there are many states, of course, turkey season's open, and there'll be others opening here in a few weeks, and of course, fishing, I mean, what a great time to be outdoors and on the waters, uh, but we see really a, a, a smattering of, of different regulations, some with uh, uh, some states that uh, have now... uh temporarily terminated the uh, the sale of non-resident hunting licenses or fishing licenses. What, what all do you see, what recommendations here, just very quickly before we run out of time, uh, that people should do if they want to go to a place to hunt or fish?
3: And again, most of the state fish and wildlife agencies, uh, federal agencies, go to their official website and they've done a really good job for the outdoor recreationalist to go to the site to see if the boat ramps, those kind of things are open, to see if there has been a change in non-resident hunting uh, requirements. Uh, So go check the site. But then as you go afield, again, use this special time just to reconnect with family. But as you do it, make sure you social distance. And, again, we've created, we worked with partners and created A social campaign really it's hashtag recreate responsibly well said i wish we had more time but we are out of time bob thanks
0: for what you do thanks for your conservation leadership and all that you do to conserve our great outdoors folks that brings us to our next break we return going to catch up with the secretary of the interior david bernhardt who has a big announcement that hunters and anglers will greatly benefit by it's all right here in bass pro shops outdoor world this is rob keck and we will be right back
3: Words cannot describe this land we call the Ozarks. You can see it in their faces. Hear it in their stories. Feel it in the natural beauty. And now, you can experience the Ozarks of yesterday with the Ancient Ozarks Natural History Museum at Top of the Rock, a place of inspiration and appreciation, an opportunity to honor those who came before us and celebrate this land. We are blessed to call home.
1: Back to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World on Rural Radio Sirius XM.
0: And we are back. And thanks for tuning into Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World. If you've just tuned in, we're privileged to have back with us the 53rd Secretary of the U.S. Department of Interior, David Bernhardt. Well, Secretary Bernhardt leads an agency that stewards 20% of our nation's lands, which includes national parks, monuments, wildlife refuges, and other public lands. He's an avid hunter and angler with in-depth legal experience concerning active regulations and rulemakings. His expertise ranges from the Endangered Species Act to outer continental leases from mining royalties to to Indian affairs. And I can personally attest to this man's passion, his commitment and delivery to increase recreational access for hunters and anglers and, and all outdoors men and women. To our nation's public lands and waters, I've seen it firsthand serving on uh, the hunting and conservation committees of the Hunting and Shooting Sports Conservation Council, and it is an honor once again to welcome the Secretary of Interior, David Bernhardt. Mr. Secretary, welcome back to Outdoor World. Well, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Well, I bring greetings from Bass Pro Shops founder Johnny Morris and. Uh, our entire conservation team, and I want to say thank you on behalf of the millions of sportsmen and women for maintaining the openness of public lands and waters, especially during this COVID-19 pandemic. And as you know, hunters and anglers, recreational shooters, and, and other outdoor recreationalists practice social distancing nearly every time that they participate in these activities. Well, Mr. Secretary, I know you have a big announcement here today, and which we are honored, honored to to have you here and and to make this announcement. But first, I want to say that I think I speak for many Americans, that President Trump is doing a masterful job in addressing this unprecedented crisis of the COVID-19 pandemic. I'm very proud of him for his leadership in our nation. And I guess for many of us, can you give us some sense of what's it like as a cabinet member right now during this this crisis period? (laughs) Well, the first thing I would say, uh, is your, your comment
4: about the president is, is spot on. I am so thankful, um, like every, you know, so many of us in America to have a strong leader, uh, someone who's willing to be decisive and take decisive action, someone who, uh, worked, uh, with Congress to drive, um, uh, large, uh, legislation to help folks who are hurting. And, and frankly, I've been, um, uh, so impressed with the American people as, as they have listened, uh, to the leadership of the president and vice president regarding taking efforts, uh, to slow the spread and, um, have, have, have made some incredible sacrifices themselves. And I think the president has done a, a phenomenal job of ensuring that the American people were informed, asking them for their help. And, and then we are seeing the American people rise to, um, an incredible, uh, challenge, uh, challenge that affects them, their, their own families, um, your own, uh, you know, your own offices, uh, our employees, um, and they have, the, the president has done an incredible job. And so as someone, um, in, uh, his administration, you know, my, uh, Good fortune has been that when I need something from him, uh, just like uh, anyone else, I've been able to go and get a clear decision and and drive forward. And that is uh, so important right now. That is uh, uh, the fact that we can move nimbly, the fact that he's willing to think outside of the box, um, are are really necessary in times like this. And so I'm
0: thankful to have a chance to work with yeah. him. Well, continuing on the administration's significant efforts. I mean, President Trump has been so supportive here of these significant efforts to increase access on our public lands. You have a very important announcement to share with us. It's all yours, Mr. Secretary. Please share this great historic news with us.
4: Well, we all know that the President uh, fundamentally believes that America's hunters and anglers are um, the bedrock of uh, conservation in the United States. and. Uh, we have something. Uh, we all have something to look forward to uh, this fall because uh, the Fish and Wildlife Service announced that we would be um, expanding and opening opportunities on uh, for hunting and angling on near on nearly two point three million additional acres uh, at ninety seven different refuges and at um, nine uh, different. Uh, Fish hatcheries. Now, 2.3 million acres of expanded, um, uh, opportunity is basically a geographic area that's larger than the entire state of Delaware. Wow. And, um, and you know, what matters is, um, is enhanced opportunities because, uh, you know, we, uh, we want to make sure that people can get out and have a chance, uh, to hunt and fish. And for some folks, you know, a 500-acre um, uh, opportunity is, is, is as important to them uh, in the West as somebody that, you know, the Northeast has an opportunity to get out on, you know, 50 acres and, and, and fish. And so uh, this 2.3 million is phenomenal. But on top of that, that means that there's at least about 900 new opportunities um, to be hunting and fishing
0: throughout the country. Wow, what that that is amazing! I, I want you to give me that total now. You know, with what you've already done previously, and now adding these acres are going to be opening open for hunting and fishing. What's that bring the total to?
4: Well, this is amazing, and it, it is such a demonstration that the president's interest in this really had to start at day one for us to accomplish this. But here here's the numbers for you: in the last three years. We we opened and expanded hunting, oper- hunting and fishing opportunities on Fish and Wildlife Service refuge properties on 1.7 million acres, which is gigantic. And then we're proposing to open and expand another 2.3 million this year. So together, the, the total of those two is over 4 million acres, which is a gigantic
0: amount of land in America. Well, I think uh, this set a precedent. I mean, no, no president, no administration has opened this much land. Is that is that correct?
4: In in his that is absolutely correct. That this is historic, and it's driven by the fact that um, we, we we actually appointed uh, ten hunting fish chiefs uh, throughout the throughout the Fish and Wildlife Service, whose job was was to work to f- to identify hunting and fishing opportunities, and also, and this is equally important, work with states to try and align our regulations with, with theirs. Because two things drive, we believe two things play a gigantic factor in hunting and fishing. One is access, access and having that opportunity. But also, we need to make sure our regulatory scheme is one that, like, it doesn't take a lawyer to figure out whether you can be hunting or fishing, and so we these these hunt and fish chiefs have worked relentlessly, and um, and it is it is absolutely amazing and completely unprecedented,
0: completely well, unprecedented. Again, I salute you for for doing this, making things easily understandable. You know, it does take. It seems like a New York lawyer to understand previously some of these regulations. So, well look, we gotta take our final break of the show. We got a lot more to talk about. When we return gonna be discussing uh, some of these actions that have just taken place. You're listening to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World. This is Rob Can and we will be right back. Today's hunters are facing some real challenges. Nationally, we lose six thousand acres of upland habitat every day. Hunter numbers are not keeping pace with population growth. Each of these puts our hunting lifestyle in danger. With your help, the National Wild Turkey Federation is tackling these challenges head on with its Save the Habitat, Save the Hunt initiative. Our volunteers have committed to increase wild turkey populations
2: and protect our hunting heritage by improving four million acres of habitat creating 1.5 million new hunters and opening half a million new acres to public hunting. Join the NWTF today to help make these
0: bold goals a reality. Visit nwtf.org for more information
1: and to find out how you can help protect our way of life. Back to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World on Rural Radio Sirius XM. And welcome back to our
0: final segment of Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World. And uh, we have with us the Secretary of the Interior, David Bernhardt. He just made a historic announcement on the expanded hunting opportunities and acres opened nationwide to hunting and fishing. You know, Mr. Secretary, under your guidance, the the Department of Interior has waived entrance fees on federally managed lands such as uh, the National Wildlife uh, Refuge System, lands and water such as uh, are there in the refuge system, and and they serve as a critically important place for sportsmen and women to recreate. Can you speak to how the department is is balancing these recommendations of public health officials to prevent the spread of COVID-19 while ensuring that sportsmen and women have a safe place to enjoy our nation's natural resources?
4: Well, first off, um, in a public health crisis like this, um, you know, our paramount interest is the uh, health uh, of the public, the health of our visitors, and the health of our own employees. And I've, um, I've even visited with the Surgeon General. And, you know, the obvious for hunters and fishers is that as long as we're uh, social distancing. Um, uh, there's probably no better place to be than than outside um, in enjoying recreational activity. But um, we've been able at Interior. We're very fortunate. Uh, we have 60 commissioned public health advisors, uh, public health officers who have advised us since day one um, to ensure that we um, have a principle, and our principles are very simple. Um, for all our facilities, all our services, um, anything that we uh, provide the public, we ask, um, have the local public health officials um, laid out a position, has the state laid out a position, and um, if if those positions uh, don't exist, can we ensure that we're following CDC guidelines? And we've done that uh, religiously um, throughout the United States, and in some areas, Local public health officials have said, hey, we'd prefer that the particular visitor center be closed or a facility, and even in some cases, units. And and we wanted to make sure that we do our part in um, in helping those public health officials. But in many of our, our locations, we've been able to leave um, our lands um, free and accessible to the American public and that has an incredible benefit i believe and i've believed this uh for for a long long time that our public lands can serve as a place of respite a place of solace a place of rejuvenation and recovery and um and the last thing we want to do for the american people is take that opportunity away from them, unless unless we need to, and and that has been our position, and that will remain our position, and I think our public
0: lands will help um, as we come out of this. Frankly, well, I salute you. Our conservation team salutes you for taking that kind of position. You know, certainly funding is a big, big part of conservation, and uh, you know, annually the Pittman Robertson Dingle Johnson distributions back to the States takes place. And uh, in fact, uh, I think maybe happening real soon. Tell us how that money is generated, apportioned back to the States, and the amount that you're sending back to those state fish and wildlife agencies, it's a huge number.
4: It absolutely is. Well look, we know, we know that American sportsmen and, and sportswomen um uh, contribute to wildlife conservation, but when you add up the numbers um, of the amount of excise taxes that they've paid over time to support state conservation uh, programs through Pittman Roberts um, is absolutely phenomenal I mean I think um, uh, you know basically to date the service has distributed more than twenty two billion dollars um, uh, in state conservation efforts and um you know, we, um, these, these funds are so, so important. And, um, we just made, um, a release of, of, um, uh, of revenues. And, you know, basically last year, uh, those sportsmen and women generated nearly $1 billion in conservation funding. Wow. And, and that is a phenomenal amount of money. And, um, and that goes right back into um funding uh critical uh efforts for our uh, states um yeah state conservation so. efforts and whether it's a boat ramp or whatever it might be and
0: um and it's phenomenal it is. Look, very quickly here, I, I want to touch on another thing that's very important, in the future of conservation. And that's President Trump's support for the permanent, uh, land and water conservation funding, uh, to restore our parks and, uh, the, the infrastructure work there that is, that is so important to, to keep them vibrant. Just very quickly, just share, uh, a little bit about that LWCF funding. Well,
4: this is one of the reasons the president is such a great leader. He, um, he has made a decision, um, to, um, uh, create a mandatory program for our national parks and fund our maintenance backlog of our facilities, uh, at parks, wildlife refuges, and, uh, that really have, have, have not had the maintenance that they would need to do. And at the same time, fully fund through a, a mandatory program, the Land and Water Conservation Fund, which is also uh, resources that go right back to um, recreation uh, and conservation opportunities. And so those two programs together, no president, no president has ever come out and said, I want both of those through a mandatory side. So they're not subject to the whims of Congress. And um, and, and he's come out and said, this is what we're going to do. And I want Congress to move this money forward. And there's tremendous support. Um, on the Hill of Congress for bringing these uh, programs together and getting them done. And so it's my hope that um, once uh, we get through this um, uh, terrible uh, challenge and Congress can can get back to some regular order,
0: uh, we'll see uh, them act on the president's uh, vision. Well, we're just about out of time, but I know that uh, you announced new national wildlife refuges opening. I think in Kentucky, possibly Wyoming. Can you just tell us about that?
4: Well, you know, when you um, when you uh, think about uh, these opportunities, um, they all have to start with one thing, and that is some public land being available. And uh, you know, the Green River uh, Wildlife Refuge is a great example of partnership of local community. Uh, coming together to get support by their members of Congress in their state and ultimately being able to, uh, create a wildlife refuge with the leadership of Senator McConnell. And, um, you know, this is a relatively small, um, uh, refuge that over time will grow to be over 24,000 acres. And, and it is, it epitomizes the great thing about, um, having Specific opportunities in communities because uh, there'll be folks taking classes at the Green River Refuge on wildlife. There'll be folks enjoying uh, some wonderful waterfowl habitat and taking advantage of hunting season. And all of those things will happen um, because uh, the community um, got together and partnered and said, hey, let's go ahead and begin um, establishing a refuge uh, here. And, um, you know, throughout the country, some of our states, there's a vast majority of public land. Uh, some of our states, there's, there's a modest amount. Um, and we need to provide opportunities throughout the country for people. And that's what this represents. It's a very positive, um, example of community partnership and and federal, um, federal uh, agencies working together. Well,
0: outstanding. We are out of time, but I want you to give us. i want to give you this opportunity to give us a final thought that you'd like to leave with our listeners today
4: well here's the most important thing i want to thank everyone in america who is doing their part to slow the spread um, of of this virus and um, i also want to leave all the hunters and anglers with a, um, a thought and that thought is that fall will be here soon and when fall comes things will be great and when they're great you have a great opportunity to get out and hunt and fish on some additional um, uh, opportunities through the Fish and Wildlife Refuge System. And finally, for youth, I want youth to know that now might be a wonderful time. If you're home and you need something to do, um, go online and get your hunter safety card online. Uh, if you're somebody who's interested in boating and hasn't boated, uh, spend some time online. And get your boating recreational um uh, a certificate these are programs that we can do at home um that will help uh get uh get newer folks um out there hunting um and and, and boating and take advantage of that while you're sitting at home um i have a 16 year old son and he just uh completed his uh Voting uh, certificate on online um, uh, between his, his online class time. So let's take advantage of those things, and th- and and more importantly, thank you for everyone in America doing um, your effort to slow the spread. Because I think it's it's having an effect.
0: It is, Mr. Secretary. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thanks for your leadership. The concern you have for a country and all that you do it is just amazing and your efforts to keep public lands and waters open to all citizens is remarkable congratulations on all those achievements and what you do for the future of our rich hunting fishing and outdoor heritage folks that's going to wrap it up here in bass pro shops outdoor world i'm rob keck on behalf of bass pro shops where your adventure always starts right here thanks for answering the call that call to conservation and preserving our rich hunting fishing and trapping heritage we'll see you next week
1: This has been Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World. Talking all things outdoors brought to you by Bass Pro Shops, your outdoor leader. Join us next Saturday and every Saturday for more special guests and unique locations.